Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday and welcome to, yes, another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. Day, daily, that's quite a voiceover voice. Yes, the Daily Podcast with me, yeah, enough about that, Andy Goldstein. And we begin the podcast with Neil Warner on The Breakfast Show with Alan Brazil, Jamie O'Hara and Ali McCoy's Macca and his concerns about Project Restart. There's no answer, Alan. I mean, we can speculate all day long, but there's no real answer. All, all I think is, uh, when I'd give it, uh, I'd let it, I'd leave it down to the player. Who, who wants to be responsible for making players come in and then having a fatality? You know, that, that, it, it's, it's, it's as serious as that, really. And I, and I don't think I would want to be responsible for that. Now, here's Adrian Durham with a different take on drive. He said that Premier League clubs need to stop making poor excuses for not starting football again. They're saying you can't do it without fans. You can't do it because fans will turn up. And now it's petrified Premier League clubs who are scared of relegation. Mm. That's all it is. They're the ones saying, no, we can't because it's neutral venues. Everyone's in the same situation. And they're all in the position they're in, in the Premier League, because they are, they've lost so many games or they've dropped so many points. Compromises will have to be made. But why are these clubs the ones that are basically saying, oh, we want to try and block football resuming? I mean, Barber and Perslow, they've been draining football clubs like that. These have been draining Premier League money and taking Premier League money and money from fans for a while now. So I think what they need to do is pipe down and understand that the game is bigger than them. It's not all about them. It's about the game itself as well. The only thing that should be the big factor is the health of people. That's all. Now, would you believe Sir Rod Stewart was confronting Ali McCoyce on The Breakfast Show about being upset with his recent comments on that said show? Just listen to Macca absolutely bottle it. Let me ask Ali a question. Ali, what was it that upset you so much when I was off with Jim? I agree with you, mate. I want the season finished. But what if it doesn't? Well, if it doesn't, they're going to have to make a a decision, Rod. All I I, I was where I disagreed, I I didn't think Rangers had a problem. They've never come out and said they've got a problem with Celtic getting the league. My, My argument was Rangers have got a problem with the SPFL. 
and the way that they've conducted the vote for the lower leagues to finish. That's all it was. And and oh, by the way, you're yeah. spot on. I think Celtic, as much as Rangers, will want the opportunity to go and finish the league because of they could course. win it by more points. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's why I'm saying, why are you so upset? <laughs> I don't get upset, Rod. I'm too old to get upset. Yeah, I agree with you there, mate. I <laughs> totally agree with Rod, you. He's changed his tune now. Now he's talking to you. Yeah, he's, he's, he's changed down. his tune. <laughs> he's melted. He's melted. <laughs> you should have heard him earlier in the break. I'd knock him out. Oh, he's getting all that, Rod. <laughs> Time now to hear from kickoff with Hugh Wisencroft, Darren Lewis and the former England forward Emil Heskey. They were joined by the former Reading and Stoke striker Dave Kitson, who is bidding to replace Gordon Taylor as the PFA chief exec. Firstly, you can't please all of the people all of the time. We, we, we know that. I think what, what I would reiterate is that regardless of what you think of me as an individual or indeed whatever you thought of me as a footballer, um, I, I genuinely have everybody's best interests at heart. The, the manifesto that I put together reflects that. It's, it's an inclusive manifesto in which I believe members should take back control of their own union instead of being, being dictated to. Now, mm. uh, the right people in that respect will, will be working in the right jobs, the jobs that they're absolutely right and suited for, the, the best people that we can, that we can find. Um, it has to be that way because there's an awful lot of work to do and dare I say undo. I am going to play you the Sterling clip because I know some people haven't heard it. It did raise some eyebrows and some of the players that I mentioned, the criticism was because of these comments. We'll give you the chance to explain them in a moment. But it did, as I say, um, surprise some black players and former players, these comments came at the end of 2018. They, they were regarding the racist abuse aimed towards Manchester City's Raheem Sterling. Here is what you told TalkSport at the time. You cannot condone this racism in any way, shape or form. It's disgusting. I do believe that um, players make themselves a target. You know, why Raheem Sterling? There, there's, there's other black players on the pitch, OK, every single week. Um, I just think that we have a duty of care to ourselves as, as footballers. Um, to be a little bit careful with social media and the way we portray ourselves. You know, mm. jealousy is, uh, is an awful thing amongst uh, the human race. And it, it, I, I, I trawled through Raheem Sterling's Instagram feed this morning mm. to find that a lot of what he put on in his early days has now been deleted. Uh, and it was, look at my cars, look at my house, mm. look at this bathroom, look at, th- look at this, look at that, look at me. Um, and that's going to antagonise people. Now, that is no excuse whatsoever for racially abusing somebody. No. Um, but you sow a seed amongst people who, who are not racists um, not to like that particular person because they don't want to see that in their faces every day. Now, when you go onto Raheem Sterling's Instagram, it's here's a goal I scored last week. Here's me in a kid's hospital. Here's So someone's got hold of him and said, look, you can't do that anymore. Mm. But that seed has already been planted in people's heads. Dave Kitson, listening to that, do you think... You, you understand the black players you would be representing. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think look, what I'll say about those comments is that the while there's no racism in there, um, I haven't used any racist language. Um, the I've not expressed myself as well as I would have liked. You know, I've got a fairly decent command of the English language, and that is a frustration for me that I couldn't get my wording out as I would have, as I would have liked to. Um, in those, in those comments, I, th- I must have preceded almost every line with there is no condemnation of racism. There, there never can be, and there never will be, as far as I'm concerned. And Leroy Rossini, who ran in, ran in the show afterwards, 
also conceded that point. Look, Dave, you're not, no, you're not racist, but the way you're trying to get your point across isn't coming out very well. Frank Sinclair's tweeted, uh, if Dave Kitson gets any role in the union, I won't be using them at all. Marvin Del- Sordell responded to you using his name in an interview that he did last week. And he said, in my opinion, Dave isn't the guy I can see representing me for obvious reasons. So please don't use my name to try and support what you're doing because I'm not backing it whatsoever. How does that make you feel? Well, it's, that's a real shame, to be honest, because I know that, um, that Marvin, just to use his name for a moment, um, I know that Marvin has had issues. He did do his own little survey um, of mental health and he approached the PFA and they weren't interested. Now, mental health, as anyone knows, I've suffered badly from it. Um, I've helped more players than I care to remember. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, not a surprise, but it's a, uh, it's a huge sticking point for me that when players feel a little bit down, they call another player. They don't go to the PFA immediately. So I support... Marvin's cause, whether he supports mine or not, that's fine. It's his prerogative. That's fine. It's a democracy. But I will support anybody who is trying to further the help that professional footballers, past and present, uh, receive from their union. Now, the Palace forward Christian Penteke was on drive with Adrian and Goffey. He told them it will be a completely different feeling celebrating a goal behind closed doors. Well, I mean, obviously, you can't run over to the crowd. There's no one there. Just run over to your mates. Well, you can't touch your mates, though, can you? So um, just, well, I don't really know what you do. I said, like, oh, yeah, now it would be just different. It would be like, I don't know, like, no emotion. Just, we are like robots. And I think it will it will take away the, the beauty uh, the beauty of it because it's not just celebrating between the players, but also with the fans. So it, it would be great. I want to ask you about a player. Um... When I watch Kevin De Bruyne play, sometimes I, I, I have to catch my breath and, you know, I'm often on the edge of my seat. I can't believe some of the things Kevin De Bruyne can do with a football. Is it the same when you, you played with him? Yeah, I played. I had the chance to play with him when I was in Belgium, in games. And I remember the, the year that uh, I think I, I owned my, my, uh, my transfer to Villa, to be honest, because he gave me like, more than 10 assists and uh, and also with Belgium and uh, yeah Kevin is a, a top player is a really really top player I think that the different he sees what other player don't see directly and he always is always out of the other player now the double Olympic gold medalist and the president of world athletics Lord Sebastian Coe joined Durham and Goffey on drive time yesterday Lord Coe to his friends said the suspension of Tokyo 2020 is a shame, but it gives them a chance to make the games even better. We took a position on on Tokyo. We felt it was the right thing at the time. And I think I I felt the athletes needed to be removed from that roller coaster of emotion, you know, and and this was very different because it wasn't that we were, you know, we were taking competition away from them. They weren't actually able to train. Most of them were locked down. Uh, we've got European countries where the athletes couldn't even leave their house. Facilities were closed. And I was listening to athletes who were telling me that they were doing things that not only were they fearful about getting infected, but worse than that, they, there was a risk that they'd be infecting their families. And I just looked at this and I thought, we have to make a bold decision here. We can't keep throwing these guys into the front line here. It's, it's, it's not good for us. So we were able to get the, de- the new dates up and running quite quickly. 
Um, but look, it's it's come as a huge disappointment to them. I know, having been a competitor, you know, you know, you know what it's like if you haven't got sport in your life. It's 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 a bit like a bereavement sometimes. Interestingly, having chaired the London Organising Committee, you know, one of the most popular questions you guys asked me actually you know in, in the lead up to the games uh, and and I got it regularly is what are the things you'd do differently in hindsight well actually tokyo isn't just able to answer that question academically there are lots of things that they can now review over the course of the next few months and say actually there's no reason why these games shouldn't be better because we got the opportunity to modify and adjust some of these things and i think you're right god i think there's going to be a massive massive appetite sport and i think sport is going to lead us out of this mm. in the way that most other sectors don't and tyson fury's promoter frank warren came on the breakfast show he told the guys that despite reports there have been no contact with matchroom regarding a possible unification fight with anthony joshua you got to deal with the facts the facts are is that tyson has a contractual commitment for a, a rematch with deontay wilder and Pulev was signed to fight, so I understand it's signed to fight uh, 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 AJ. So they're on their contractual commitments. There's been already talked about and, and stories about there's been negotiations going on. There haven't been any negotiations because there's nothing to negotiate. Yeah. There's no offers been made from any, any territories as of yet. Uh, all the parties concerned have signed an NDA with one of the countries. That's a non-disclosure agreement, so we can't talk about it, but we've signed one. But there's been no no offer forthcoming from them, nor indeed any other people we're talking to. And so until you actually know what the offer is, how can you negotiate? There aren't any negotiations. You can't go swimming and not get wet. And I got wet. I got drenched, actually. (laughs) He's been doing really well. He's been doing this uh, exercise program every morning on uh, on his website. Um, Excuse me, and... uh, that's gone down quite well. He's got about 25,000, 30,000 people are tuning in every day to train with him. Amazing. He's been quite, he's been quite, quite focused, and uh, with him and his, you know, his wife Paris and the family, they've been very good. So, you know, fingers crossed. Like, you know, we'll get, we will get the go ahead, but it's going to be a while before he's back in the ring again. You know, no. he won't be fighting behind closed doors. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he, you know, you know what they talk about sports personality of the year award. Oh. He should, just for being a personality, should, besides <clears throat> what he's done out the ring, or sorry, what he's yeah. done in the ring, he should be a shoe I mean, there is nobody, nobody, I don't think, got a bigger personality than Tyson Fury. I don't, I don't think he even realised himself, you know, how much, how, how much Aaron Spanian is. And of course, we end the podcast and the week's worth of podcasts with the best bits of the sports bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. And boy, oh boy, were they great last night. Touch your face. On this day, four years ago, he, along with all his teammates, surprised, I think it's fair to say, the world of football when he lifted up the Premier League trophy above his head as Leicester City became champions. Quite unbelievable. So let's speak to him about that and also what he's been doing in lockdown. As we can say hello and good evening to the Huddersfield defender, of course, Premier League winner, former Leicester fullback. Danny Simpson joins us. Danny, good evening. Hey, Danny. Good evening, How are you doing? You all right? We're good, very well. Firstly, listen, before we talk about you as a Premier League champion, how are you? What have you been doing? How have you been killing time? What have you been binge-watching on Netflix? I think probably the same as most of the other lads. It's literally Netflix, Amazon Prime, box set. Obviously, we're getting training programmes that we have to do every day and 
you know, the, the, the check with the heart rate monitor and the app, whether you do it correctly or not. Turn the uh, garage into a bit of a gym, so I got, so got that, and that was a bit of time as well. But yeah, same as everyone else, started doing a bit of food shopping as well, I never really did that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, learning to do a bit of cooking, because I never really had to do it before. I mentioned at the top of the chat that on this day, four years ago, you, along with all your teammates at Leicester City, lifted up that Premier League a wonderful picture of you on Insta today. I think you sat in your garden. You had the medal round your neck and, of course, you had in your hand a, a miniature version of the Premier League trophy and you were kissing that. Firstly, can you believe, Danny, it was four years ago? And, and when you look back at that moment, I mean, that has to be just the pinnacle of anyone's career. How do you feel knowing you're a champion like that? I can't believe it's been four years. It's gone so quick. You know, I was here today and I'm obviously going on social media all around and you just seen you sometimes you you forget about certain memories little we saw a lot of clips today even just arriving at the stadium before that game and uh, Pacelli and all that and I won't say you forget but then you know you watch it back and it's you know you feel proud and you know what me and you know the team did um, was, was just unbelievable and it's nice to to look back at some of the memories and think obviously it was this day four years ago that you know, that, that that happened Claudio Ranieri is um He's a lovely man um, and clearly a, a brilliant manager as well to get you guys playing the way that you did. When did you realise that, that Ranieri wasn't just there to keep you guys up as you battle relegation the season four? That actually, do you know what? You guys have got a chance to win this. When did it suddenly dawn on you that the Premier League trophy is there to be taken? Maybe this. People talk about the Man City game because I remember after that game, <laughs> we kind of all sat in a dressing room a little bit. I won't say... Yeah, I would say surprise, shocked. Have we really just done this to Man City at mm. their, you know, at their place? And it was a bit of a pinch yourself moment. It's like, you know what? Maybe we are good. <laughs> you know, we didn't just win. You know, we literally played them off the park, like you said. And maybe it started to creep in then. But for me, it was it was later on into the season before I was like really thinking about trying to win it. And I think <laughs> a lot of the players will say that as well. We we didn't really discuss it that much. We just concentrated on the next game and I think we were scared to talk about it, to be honest. I remember seeing a video of you, I think it was around Jamie Vardy's house when you realised you were Premier League champions. How long did that party go on for? What was the longest you partied for? Hopefully <laughs> the next six weeks. <laughs> 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 you know what it was? It's funny because that was the Monday night and obviously we had Everton on the Saturday. And I was, I'm not going to lie, we drank a lot that week. And then we got to Everton... And we actually played really well. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we were a bit worried, thinking, oh, what if we don't play that well? You know, we, we didn't want to, like, dampen the mood. You know, we're left trophy and we don't want everyone to beat us. But we went into that week, obviously enjoying it a lot. And we actually played really well that day. That's it for another podcast. It's been good work, everyone. I enjoyed that. A reminder, you can download previous ones from uh, Acar, Spotify, or Apple Pods, or just wait till the next one drops in your inbox around about 4 or 5 a.m. on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. I'm back on Sunday night 
at 9pm with the Trans Europe Express. So until then, have a good weekend, keep your distance, wash your hands, and above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. 't feels broken but how do we fix it Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers but we have found some people who do join me journalist Becca Hudson and me the former MP Ed Vasey for how I'd fix from the price of a pint to the housing crisis this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation and hear practical solutions from those in the know catch new episodes of Howard fix wherever you get your podcasts rebuilding Britain starts here